this is a serious podcast, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. You might get picked up by some like big major fucking sponsors or something who might turn around and say, yeah, we'll have that. Who's that guy swearing at the cat? Get rid of him. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What's that show where the guy yells at cats the whole time and then there's uh, some horror movie talk every now and then? Oh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm talking about you. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Son of a bitch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, let's start this podcast. How about that? Oh, yeah, sounds like a plan. And I can imagine we'll get through this really relatively quickly with us only, with it being only the two of us. So. <laughs> yeah, you would think so. It's not like we go rambling on. Oh no, uh, no, off incoherent paths. No, no, as if for, uh, we never do anything like yeah. that. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, never. <laughs> but yeah. Welcome to the UHM Podcast with your host, Ryan and Shay. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 20 of the UHM Horror Podcast. Um, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com, and myself and my co-host Shane are here to entertain you. Hello. We'll talk about some good things horror. Shane, how's everything going over there? Not too bad. Um, I'd actually, I'm going to start this on a bit of a sour note, actually, um, since it was announced today that uh, Bill Paxton has passed away. Yeah, we're recording this on, uh, I guess, what is it, Sunday the 26th of February? Yes. And Bill Paxton passed away, I think, this morning or, or uh, late last night, something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was uh, complications through surgery. So um, we don't know fully what he was having surgery for, but I would imagine that will surface eventually in time. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a shock of that. Yeah, he's uh, pretty young too. I think he was just sixty-one. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think it was more more the shock of him passing away. Um, that kind of hit me, you know, just hearing about it is literally within the last two hours that I heard about it. And I saw it, Yeah, saw it on Twitter and then on Facebook and, um, you know, me being my usual tactical self, just like, what the fuck? Bill Paxton is dead. You know, yeah. It's just... In fact, I, I found out from your Facebook post. Really? Um, yeah. Elisa right. was on the couch on her laptop and I was just doing some, chores and stuff and going down into the basement and she goes oh my god bill paxton's dead and i stopped in my tracks and i go what and yeah like, then the cat the cats escape they make it down into the basement okay. now i'm chasing the cats down there and i'm screaming bill paxton quotes <laughs> oh man it's game oh. over man game over <laughs> <laughs> i was telling them i'm going on a bug hunt chasing them down <laughs> little bastards yeah oh oh but yeah, that's terrible. I love Bill Paxton, man. He's like one of my favorite actors. Great. Whenever you see him in anything, you know it's going to be good. He sells the show is. and everything that he does. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, let's not forget his uh, first first scene in Weird Science. When, oh, Chet. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Chet. And when he gets turned into the uh, 
the uh, toad creature. Yeah. It's, it's just fucking hilarious. It really is. But it's everything that he's ever been in. It, he's always had a comedic element to him. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Terminator, when he's obviously the first punk to get killed, you know, in Terminator. <laughs> and, you know, like Predator 2, always yep. like, always the uh always the comedic kind of yeah he like relief he was like the the yuppie dickhead in predator too it was pretty yeah. funny and then obviously the classic aliens you know yeah. you're never gonna forget him in aliens it's like me the oh yeah the ultimate badass yeah. <laughs> the ultimate badass me and my ultimate badasses will protect you he's like yeah all right mate <laughs> Yeah, the interaction, uh, him and Vasquez going back and forth with each other, that's like the best part in the beginning. Yeah, it's like, hey, Vasquez, has anyone mistaken you for a man? No, have you? (laughs) (laughs) It's just fucking priceless. It really is. Oh, man. Yeah, he's great in that. Yeah, it's just just a shame that, because, I mean, in the last year, we lost so many great actors. Oh, I know. You know, it's like, I think, obviously, everybody pretty much well aware that the passing of David Bowie hit me pretty hard. But um I think uh yeah, losing Bill Paxton, it's it kind of fucking sucks because he was one of those actors, he was a renowned nice guy and you know, he always gave the time of day to people who were like wanting autographs or having their photos taken with him and stuff and he hmm. he would always oblige. And you don't get many people like that, you know. There's not many actors who are that graceful, um, because you get some actors out there who are complete and utter dicks. And I'll quite happily say that on the podcast, you know, there are a few actors out there that are total dicks. But just gonna call call them out, huh? Anyone you want? Anyone you want to single out, Shane, or you don't want to uh, draw any? Oh, who do I want? To uh, any name brand enemies yet? Uh, let me see. Who can I single out? No, nothing at the top of my head <laughs> right now. I'll save my face for that. <laughs> I might think of something later. But um, okay, yeah. But uh, you know, it was just—he was just such a. He came across as such a nice guy, and yeah. it is—it's a shame. So, uh, rest in power, Bill Paxton. Yeah, it, it is a damn shame. I loved him. One of my favorite things he ever did was in Frailty. Right. That movie is so fucking good. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I mean it's one of those um, suspense movies that could could or couldn't be horror. You know, it's kind of like a whodunit. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's such a good fucking movie, and Paxton is amazing in it. Yeah, I actually, um, my friend Bill Colwell um, commented... Uh, on my post earlier on he said you should watch frailty for your podcast my reply was i would have had it on fucking dvd (laughs) 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 but yeah Yeah. it's uh but yeah i remember watching that and it's a great film it's really good um, we'll have to to do a whole bill paxton episode maybe yeah i mean that was frailty was also his directorial debut so um oh i forgot he directed that yeah so uh shit yeah, that'd be that'd be. I think we should do something like that. That'd be really cool. Yeah, and recently he was in uh, Edge of Tomorrow as the 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 drill sergeant or the sergeant. Oh, you mean um, you mean um, Hudson Junior? Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that movie was fucking awesome too. Do you know what? That's, yeah, that's that was... one of that's one of the very few Tom Cruise movies that I can actually sit there and enjoy watching. That's the best Tom Cruise movie. It I'm, is. I mean. Like I, there's there's two or three Mission Impossibles I like, yeah. but that 
the Edge of Tomorrow is really good. I, I I've I've watched it multiple times. I don't think I've laughed so much at a Tom Cruise movie, primarily because the amount of times he dies and the most ridiculous way he dies in that. That's brilliant. <laughs> a bit when he tries to roll under the fucking truck and he gets squished. <laughs> and then Bill Paxton's like looking at it, he's like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. It's just it just creases me up and then he breaks his leg and she's like, You're broken. Yeah. No, 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 I'm fine, I'm fine. No, he's, he's like, No, no, it's not broken. It's not broken. <laughs> Boom. Yeah. It's just priceless, it really is. And it's I really did enjoy that film. So yeah. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. It's crazy about Paxson too. He just started a TV show that uh, I think it's still on the air. Training Day. Yeah. It's sort of it's a spinoff of the um, the movie with Denzel Washington back yeah. in the day. Yeah, he was also in Agents of Shield as well recently. Yeah, and he he was my f- so I watched that season of Agents of Shield. I think that was season one or two. I think it was season one. Right. Um, he was the best part about it. He was the best part about the whole show. And in fact, I said that to my brother. Um, when we were talking about that show, I'm like, yeah, the show's not that great, but Bill Paxson's in it. And he's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> he gets all excited. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He played uh, John Garrett in uh, yeah. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because he was in six episodes of it, apparently. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, I guess it was towards the end of the season. Um, yeah, there's that. I mean, Near Dark. He's one, yeah. of, the va- one of the vampires in Lance Henriksen's family. Yeah, classic. That one's amazing. You ever see The Vagrant? I don't think I have, no. So this is a weird one. He plays, again, one of his key roles, a yuppie, douchebag, business kind of guy. Right. And um, he buys a house in, like, a bad section of town. Mm-hmm. And there's this, like, homeless vagrant that he keeps seeing around the house. And he keeps, like, having nightmares. And he's waking up and he thinks the guy's in the house. And it turns out he is in the house. Oh, right. And, and he's, try- he's trying to get rid of him. And there's it's this whole really weird movie. It's got... It's it's strange. It's like a straightforward story, but the way the movie's shot and everything, it's it's sort of psychedelic. It's it's a pretty weird movie. Okay, it's good. I I like it. Mm. And then he was in um another classic, Trespass, which was like a late nineties um sort of action movie. It's notable for having both Ice T and Ice Cube in it. Oh really? Oh wow! Yeah, so if I, you really, if you really want to get confused, I can imagine that was just an amazing film to watch. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's oh, it's good, man. It's like Bill Paxson's um, searching for for gold that they they found like a treasure map or something, and they have to go to this like abandoned warehouse district, and they have to find that where the gold is hidden in this warehouse or something. And there's like a whole bunch of other. Like, you know, Ice-T and Ice-Cube have their own agenda, and William Sadler's in it, and he's trying to get the gold, and everybody's getting shot. It's a good movie. I recommend it. Okay. I'll have to uh, I'll have to give that a look at some point, then. Yes. Oh, and how can I forget Elisa's favorite movie, Twister. Do you know what she my favorite... loves Twister. <laughs> my, my favorite part of that film is when the cow flies past... <laughs> that was my favourite part of the film. I don't know what it is. I've got a th- right, there's this thing. There's something funny, comedic about cows, and every time I see a cow in a movie, I just end up cracking up. It can be a horror movie. It can be a comedy. I will just piss myself laughing. At a Over cow. a cow. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just <laughs> right. Things that make me crack up more than they more than they should, and that's cows flying past on the screen in like a Twister film. Namely, Twister, or the sound, yeah. or the sound of people vomiting. Don't ask me why, but people <laughs> throwing up absolutely has me in hysterics. It really does. 
It's just you are one demented soul, Shane. Well, duh. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of people throwing up. I don't know what it is. It just triggers off something so fucking funny. It really does. Or maybe it's the in- inhuman nature of it. I don't know, but it's just. Oh my god. People can be throwing up, and I'll be cracking up in the corner. They'll be like, "What's up with him?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's just yeah i'm just strange like that <laughs> holy shit that's funny my favorite part of twister is the shitty like sci-fi channel movie that got spun off from it called tornado oh right where um the bill paxton part is played by bruce campbell fuck but off. it's like it's like the exact same story there's like the machine they gotta get in the center of the twister because they're scientists and Bruce Campbell's like ex-wife is there and she doesn't like him, but they got to hide in the farmhouse and the Twister's taking people away. That sounds really, yeah, that sounds really bad, but it is terrible, but it's Bruce Campbell. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's your homeboy. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, your, your man crush. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, I've gone on record and saying that I will, pr- I will watch anything that has Bruce Campbell in it. And I have watched many bad things that have Bruce Campbell yes. in it. Hey, listeners, if you listen back to, oh, I can't remember what podcast it is, but it was the one where me, Ryan and Mike admitted our man crushes and Bruce Campbell was, my, was, um, Ryan's mine was Johnny Depp and Mike's. I still say this was the funniest one was Kurt Russell. So yeah. Not just any Kurt Russell, bearded Kurt Russell. Yeah, see, so th- there you go. Very I mean, important. it just goes to prove uh, that Mike has a fetish for beards, even though he can't grow his own. So, oh, no. <laughs> Shot, shots fired. The man is not yeah. even here, Shane. Bang, bang, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. We'll, we'll have Mike back on in the next episode. Yeah. We got a great one planned um, that we actually did a whole bunch of uh, prep for for the video game episode. We're going to go over all horror-related video games. Yeah. Um, but due to some, I guess, medical issues, um, both Mike and our other guests we were going to have on, uh, couldn't make it. Yeah. So um, we're going to put that, put that off and we whip together this last minute, literally amazing episode. You're all going to love Yeah. Quite. And the theme of the episode is whatever we recently watched. Yeah. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. So it's, yeah, it's going to be good. It's, it should be a good giggle. Yes. So before we get to that, Shane, mm. Um, is there anything uh, else you've been watching, anything you've been listening to recently? Um, what's, what's going on with you? Well, just recently, because I've been getting over the flu, so I've spent a lot of time at home. Um, I have been listening to a lot of back catalogue um, CDs in my collection. I'm talking, I'm, I'm always known as Retro Boy anyway, so I'll basically go so far as to say I've been listening to old stuff by Leonard Skinner and Aerosmith. Um, nice yeah going through to the 80s poison and um <laughs> twisted sister and uh <laughs> you know just like proper going old school and yeah you know even some bands that you may never have even heard of like transvision vamp who are huge in the uk in the 80s i have never heard of that in my life wendy james Look up Wendy James. That's all I will say. Just not Wendy James now because she looks fucking hideous. But <laughs> Wendy James in the 80s and the early 90s was like the most divine beauty on the planet. No word of a lie. Yeah, let's see here. Whoa. Is it a topless one? Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Wendy uh, James. Yeah. Don't, don't know. There's a recent one in here. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Told you. 
Yeah. <laughs> I can't control Google. It just shows me. <laughs> but Wendy James in the 80s and the early 90s was just the most amazing creature to look at. She really was. Wow. Absolutely gorgeous. Um, and they were kind of like one of those pop punk bands who um, they had like really big hits with like Baby I Don't Care, The Only One, and I Want Your Love and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they were... I've got both of their albums. They, well, they released three albums, but their third album didn't get released in the UK, so I've never been able to find it since. But I have their first two albums, and that's, it's just classic pop, pop punk. It really is. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what else? Um, obviously, I've been listening to a lot of Depeche Mode because I'm getting I'm gearing up for the release of their new album, which is out on the 17th of next month. Um, yeah. I'm really looking forward to that because I'm absolutely loving their single, Where's the Revolution? I'll give them a shameless plug. Um, and I've been listening to a lot of Bauhaus and Peter Murphy. So, uh, hmm. yeah. Um, TV show-wise, I've not really been watching much because there hasn't been much on that I've watched these days, but I have been watching Walking Dead. Um, I think it's episode 11 is tonight in the US we get it in the UK tomorrow um, and I have to say the last two episodes haven't been all that great I've been kind of losing interest in it wow yeah which is unlike me because I love Walking Dead but I've really lost interest in it so uh, yeah there is that but um, other than that I've just been watching a lot of movies which nice. t- ties in quite nicely with uh, what we're going to be talking about tonight. Yeah. Before we get to that, um, last night I was just cruising through Netflix and looking for something to put on that, you know, just so I could sort of keep on in the background or whatever while I was uh, making dinner and um, doing random stuff around the house. So I popped on Turbo Kid awesome and I've been film. meaning, yeah, I've been meaning to watch this for months. It's been on my list forever and I'm just like, you know what the hell, we'll just put it on now. Yeah. It was hysterical. Yeah. I laughed my ass off through the whole movie. But fucking Michael so Ironside, man. Oh, and Michael Ironside. That's <laughs> another great character actor. Michael Ironside, do not go dying on us. No. Yeah. <laughs> we need more. Yeah. I like Turbo Kid 2 would be awesome. There is actually plans for Turbo Kid 2. Oh, really? Yeah. So that should be cool. Yeah, so that was awesome. Yeah. Um, And I've been, you know, just random playing video games actually for the uh for the upcoming video game episode going through some weird stuff but i'll save those for that episode yeah i'm a bit pissed off because my xbox um hasn't bitten the dust as such but um the band that opens and shuts the the tray has snapped so my um xbox i cannot currently play anything oh no yeah so i'll get that repaired <clears throat> those are is usually a button behind that you can't like get in there with a pen or something and push the button tried failed wow so yeah that sucks yeah so i currently have bioshock infinite stuck in the uh, xbox well you can play that <laughs> dude do you know how much i've played bioshock infinite over the last few months <laughs> man i've been sitting there wanting to play fucking like dead rising for god knows how long yeah and purposefully for the well for the purpose of the podcast obviously i was going to talk about the bioshock trilogy but sure i really have decided that i'm going to change tact i'm just going to go for the evil dead games instead 
So, um, now this is the first I'm hearing about this, Shane. Aha! <laughs> <laughs> Aha! Surprise, motherfucker! <laughs> uh, well, see, you shouldn't have told me that I would have been totally been surprised when we yeah. do that episode. Oh, yeah. All right, I'll have to talk to you about that. I've got some. I've got some opinions on the Evil Dead video games. Have you played all the older ones? I played the two on the Xbox. What was it? Oh, um, Fistful of Boomstick. Yep. And oh, what was the one that came out before that? Oh. I remember what that was called. Which, which one is the one with Ted Raimi as the sidekick? Oh, yeah, that's the one. I've got, yeah, that one as well. I can't remember. Um, I think that is, yeah I, can't. yeah, I think that is Fistful of Boomstick. I, I know, I've got I've got both of them. I just yeah. don't remember. There's one where Ash is like walking through town and he's got to kill a whole bunch of deadites and whatnot. And then the other one is the one with Ted Raimi. Yeah, I've got both of those. Yeah, I've got a bunch of older ones too. Oh, They're right. terrible. Okay. <laughs> anyway, yes, we'll save that. We'll save that for next time. Uh, let's go on to our main subjects, I guess you could say. Yes. Um. So, I think you wanted to go over uh, two of the movies, but let's start off with um, one you'd watched recently and really loved: uh, the Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yes, that was a um, amazing film that I just didn't expect at all i didn't know what to i didn't right the thing is when i saw this film i had absolutely no clue what the subject matter was about um yeah. i i just went into this thinking okay so new film had it recommended to me by um, my friend bill um and he just basically said i think you'll really enjoy this and i thought okay i'll give it a watch and i sat there and watched it and I was surprised because when it comes to movies that with actors in, I don't really know. It, I find it hard to follow, find it hard to pay attention to. But then yeah. one character in the film caught my attention because it was played by Brian Cox. And to me, Brian Cox is one of the best British actors that we have. Um, yeah. Don't fucking die on this, Brian Cox, because I will be pissed. <laughs> um and we're just going to have to call everybody out every time. We <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, basically it's, um, it's Brian Cox and um, uh, Emil Hirsch, I think his name is, and they play a father and son um, team of morticians. Mm-hmm. And basically, the film starts off with the police in this house. There's like corpses everywhere, and I mean, you're talking proper mangled up looking motherfuckers, and they look like they had quite painful deaths. And um, one of the cops gets, calls the sergeant into the basement, and in the basement is a perfectly preserved corpse, half covered in dirt. And they're like, "Who the hell is she?" Got no idea. Leave everybody else. Take this one to the morgue. Get him checked out. <coughs> so excuse me. And um, basically, it's Brian Cox's character and his son um, perform an autopsy um, on this girl, and she's perfectly preserved. You know, to look at, she's per- absolutely perfectly preserved, pristine condition. And they start cutting her open, and then it's when when they start cutting her open, all this weird shit starts happening around them. Um, so it's like the radio changes over to this station where it kind of like 
there's like this song playing and you think hang on a minute what's going on here the lights start flickering and all this kind of shit and it's all all this creepy stuff starts happening and um when they open her up they discover that um her internal organs look a lot older than what they should be mm-hmm. so like the lungs are all scarred all their internal all her all of her internal organs are all got scars all over them and you think, what the fuck? What's going on here? And uh, basically, they examine her, and she has the lungs of an 80-year-old, but mm. they're blackened and scarred, so they can't work out how this has happened to her. So they start examining her, and they start cutting her up and everything, and all this bizarre shit just carries on happening. And I don't want to say any more, too much more about the film because I don't want to give it away. Yes. You see what I mean? Because, I mean, this film had me compelled from start to finish. I couldn't believe the outcome of the film. You know, I, I was just, I was um, watching it, and when it got to the end of the film, it was, I just sat there and I was like, my fucking God, that film was awesome. And I was really, really pleasantly surprised by how good it was, how well it was acted, how well it was written, the directing and the photography in it was just amazing. It really was. I was really, really surprised. Um, and I would be incredibly surprised that um, if a sequel was to come out, uh, there's a chance there is going to be one. Mm. Um, but it was just the way the film ended and it was just the twists in it. It was like, I just didn't see it coming at all. Yeah. And I was overly impressed. I, I gave this film an eight out of 10 um, and a high eight out of 10 because it was just so impressive. And uh, Brian Cox is a legend in this film. And uh, it was a, uh, I've just realised um, that the guy who directed the film was, um, oh Christ, what's his name? Uh, Andre Ovredel. Um, yeah, or Andre Ovredel. Ovredel? Yeah. Um, he was the guy who did Troll Hunter. Oh, awesome. Yeah. So this. I can safely say, I know a lot of people have been watching it and a lot of people have been saying how good it is. It really is one of those films that is so fucking good. Um, it is, you have to watch it. And you, wow. have, you have to sit there and you have to watch it. And no interruptions whatsoever. You really have to pay attention to it. And I'm going to say that in the last week, I've watched this film three times. I've enjoyed it. Holy oh, shit. I've enjoyed it that much. I can't remember the last time I watched a movie that much in a week. Yeah, it was just it's just one of those films I sat and watched it and I was like, That's, this film is so good. And a couple of nights this week, I was like, oh, I'm bored. What am I going to watch? I don't know, I'll put on the autopsy of Jane Doe again. And <laughs> again. And I was like, yeah, this film is really good. And I have to say, I know we're only in February, but I have to say that I think I have found my film of the year so already. <laughs> Shane, that is a pretty bold statement. Yeah, I really, I seriously, really enjoyed this film. Uh, yeah, but you haven't seen Rings yet. 
Yeah, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll avoid that one um, like shit on the toilet seat, Ryan. Very <laughs> because I didn't like the last two or the last one. Ring, ring, ring two, was it? Yeah. I, I, I have not seen ring. No, I've seen, I've seen Ringu. I yeah. believe I've seen Ringu too. I don't know that I've watched the American ones. I don't think I did. See, I watched the American ones, <clears throat> and I thought they sucked. Um, I just, I don't remember. I mean, the, the, apart the problem the, I had was at that time period. There's so many of those Japanese ghost movies and and remakes of Japanese ghost movies coming out. Yeah. That I I just have a brain fart and I can't remember which ones I've seen of either the originals or the remakes. Yeah, oh, with the exception of The Girl in the Closet in the first American ring, um, I mean, that was probably the only good thing about the entire film. But, um, yeah, I've seen Ringu 1 and 2, and, and they were superb. But the American remakes, no, I shall avoid. I don't ever want to see them again. Um, and rings, I shall be avoiding Thank you. Um, so, yeah. But um, Autopsy of Jane Doe was absolutely fantastic, I thought. Um, and I think people will be pleasantly surprised by it. Awesome. I have to check it out. Yeah, I have, I have not seen it myself. If you come back from watching that and you tell me you thought it sucked, I will purposefully <laughs> post myself to your address and smack you upside the head. Because you will be <laughs> wrong, Ryan. <laughs> It's easy as that, huh? Just yeah. flat out wrong. Yeah, it's flat out wrong. If you don't like this film, we'll you, are, see. you are wrong. I'll have to go in. I'll have to go in with an open mind on it then. I yes. Yeah. Oh, I mean, for me, like I said, I mean, I had absolutely no clue what this film was about. You know, just the yeah. title alone, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Okay, yeah, fair enough. It's about an autopsy, big whoopee doo. But it's everything else surrounding it that is the surprise element to it. And that's what I really, really liked. Hmm. Yeah, it's, it's um, kind of, I, the last movie I did that on was um, John Dies at the End. Do you know, I still haven't seen that. I have, well, I'm not going to spoil anything for you because I went into it. I had no idea about anything of the movie other than um, it's a, it was a, it was a Don Cascar Cascarelli movie, the guy from the, uh, who made the Phantasms. Right. And, um... And the title, uh, John Dies at the End. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, whatever. I have no idea what this is going into it. And it was ridiculous. It took so many turns. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it, but I'll, I'll, ju I'll just say that, like, it was complete craziness. And if anyone likes weird movies, I don't even know that I would really recommend it to somebody who only likes straightforward horror films. But if you like, like, insane stuff and, you know, go taking turns that you would never expect in any movie. <laughs> yeah. Then I, I think it's worth watching. Okay. That's cool. Well, this is, that is kind of cool. Actually. I like films that are slightly weird. I mean, I'm the, I'm the guy who sat there and watched uh, the film altered States on a regular recurrence yeah. back in the early nineties. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I think I'll, yeah, I'll give that a look. Yeah. I think you, I think you would like it, Shane. Yeah. It's up your alley. Cool. It's it's one of those movies that um, you watch it the first time and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? And then if you see it a second time, you're like, oh, the pieces make sense yeah. now. <laughs> right. OK. See, because I had a similar experience. Well, I, it's like last night for the first time I watched It Follows. 
because it just mm-hmm. ha- it just happened to be on film four. And yep. I think I actually tweeted, I don't follow, it follows. <laughs> <laughs> because it just, I, I was just sat there and it made no sense. I'm, think, I'm, I'm thinking I might have to watch it again to see if it does actually make sense the second time around. Because it just confused me. <laughs> really? Yeah, it just confused I, me. I didn't think that was a weird, uh, that was, took any weird turns or anything. I think it was pretty straightforward once they got the premise out. Yeah, but I think, oh, well, yeah, but... You don't live with my cat, so yeah. <laughs> you know that would probably explain a lot. Yeah, I I I really liked it. Follows, especially um, the setting and like the the music, the whole oh, the whole background oh, of the movie, the everything mu- that pieces it together is the music, awesome. The music was superb. The soundtrack was amazing because yeah. it's it's the kind of like eighty sounding synthy stuff that I like to listen to. And yep. I think I did actually point out, it's like I didn't follow the film, but the soundtrack was fucking awesome. You know, I really enjoyed the soundtrack. In fact, I may actually mm. try and find myself a copy of the soundtrack. I enjoyed it that much. But, um, yeah, I was I was just like, mm, yeah, okay, I might have to watch it again. Yeah, I like the tone of it. I like the whole way that the, the movie was presented. I think that everything in it worked really well. Um, the story itself is... I don't know. I thought it was pretty straightforward and it had, <clears throat> I, I guess, the idea of, you know, the monster, the killer, whatever you want to call it, um, was original. So, yeah, it's got that going for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, do you want me to go uh, with one of my movies I just watched? Yeah. Go on, then. So uh, I think it was two weeks ago. I, I'm actually thankful for all the fans on the uh, upcoming horror movies fans page. I put out a poll saying uh, which <laughs> which movie would you want me to watch and write a review for. And the two front runners were Split and Rings. And thankfully, everybody voted for Split Excellent. because I've been hearing nothing but terrible reviews for Rings. And Split was fucking awesome. Yeah. It is, without a doubt, the best Shyamalan movie since his first two movies. Um, M. Night Shyamalan, Ding Dong, whatever. Yeah, that yes. dude. Um, I really like this one, and, and most of what I liked about it was James McAvoy. See, um, he's a good actor. He is a good yes. actor. And... You know, my, I think the only I, I've probably seen him in other things, but the only thing I really know him for is playing Professor X uh, in you know in the uh, the X Men movies. Most yeah. of them are terrible, mm-hmm. um, but he's he's really good. He's one of the better parts of those movies, and he is fucking amazing in this. Like he puts out so many performances in this one movie because the whole the whole idea of the movie is James McAvoy's character has multiple personality disorder, right? And McAvoy becomes each personality, like in the transition when he when he swaps from one personality to another, his mannerisms, his posture, everything changes. It's so cool. Wow. It's it's really interesting to watch. He'll like drop an accent and, you know, he'll he'll sw- switch over and be moving and behaving differently. You know, some some of his characters are more erratic. Some of them are like very calm and relaxed. It's so cool. Awesome. But the um, the basic premise is uh, three teenage girls are kidnapped um, by James McAvoy. Uh, and he has 23 different personalities in his head. 
and um, a, the psychiatrist that he sees has a um, a theory going that the personalities are so distinct they even change like physical effects on, on on the person. So, for instance, she talks about one woman who had one personality that was blind, and the other personality could see, or like one somebody would have one personality that has diabetes and they need to take insulin and then, but the other personalities don't need that. So there's like medical changes that physiological changes that happen in the body across these personalities. Um, and the, the whole lead up of the movie is that so McAvoy has 23 personalities in his head. Well, the, the rumors going in is that there's a 24th personality and the 24th personality is like this huge monster <clears throat> that they the the other personalities refer to as the beast and it's supposed to be this like hulking hairy like super strong monster that can climb walls and eats human flesh huh. and um you know the whole movie sort of goes around it and you don't really get to see what happens until un- until the end when the the beast is supposed to emerge but the uh the, the girls that he kidnaps um, they're being held hostage. He's got them in this like this locked in room. Most of the movie takes place in this sort of enclosed basement environment. It's really claustrophobic, but it really works well. Okay. And if it in the um, the main girl in the movie, um, I'm forgetting her name right now. I got it written down somewhere. Um, bu- 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 oh, and Anya Taylor Joy. Right. She's the girl from The Witch. Oh. Yeah. Right. And she she does an excellent job in this movie too. So I would between the witch and this, I would expect to see her becoming like a new scream queen, you know, if you know what I mean yeah. because she she does a good job at both of them. If it wasn't for McAvoy's excellent acting, the movie would fall apart. Right. Like he holds the whole thing together. It's really good. And, you know, directing wise, it's competent. It's not it's not great. It doesn't blow me away with the visuals or anything. It's a well-told story. Excellently. It's more it's more oh, oh, to what you should watch it more for the actors than you really should for like anything else in the movie. See, I um, think cuz um M Night Shyamalan um he has this tendency to get really good actors but yeah. some of the stuff that he does is executed quite poorly. Like mm-hmm. like The Village for instance, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was, um, see, I think I still say one of, one of his best films was signs. I've always liked, really, I, didn't, I did not like signs I see, at all. I, I always really enjoyed that. I did really enjoy that film. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, see, I've watched, I've seen most of his films and uh, I, after, so I I never actually watched The Village. After Signs, I was kind of like, you know what? This isn't so great. And then I heard reviews of The Village are bad, so I'm like, I'm not watching that. And I never watched any of his other ones after See, that. I mean, up until this one, really. I remember watching Unbreakable with Samuel L. Oh, Samuel L. Motherfucking Jackson. And, uh, that movie, I love that movie, Shane. That's That, I think, is my favorite of his movies. I mean, this one comes close, but I, th- I think I like that one the best. See, that was a good film. But, I mean, the performances in there from that film, from those actors, were second to none. But it was just sometimes some of the story, it was kind of like it waned a little bit. 
So mm-hmm. I was just like, mm, yeah, it's a good film, but not as not as great as everybody is cracking it up to be. So I might have to watch it again, you know, just. Yeah, I, I think Unbreakable is worth another watch. Yeah, and I mean, es- I, it, especially n- nowadays where, you know, superhero movies are, you know, there's five or six uh, throughout a year that come out. Back then there was none. They, yeah. You know, you wouldn't get a superhero movie um, to sort of see that take on it. it it's refreshing, to yeah. say the least. See, that's always good. Mm. Well, yeah, this one's really good. It's got a great, the third act is awesome. There's chases, there's violence, there's all kinds of craziness going on. Um, <clears throat> you, you get to see some, like, quick transitions of um, of McAvoy swapping personalities back and forth. Okay. It, 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 some of them are so distinct you get you it, it's weird because you get to know the personalities as the movie goes on yeah like one of them one of them is a young boy um another one is this like um not really psychotic but he's like um he he has to have things in their place and he ha- everything has to be the way it is and he's really controlling yeah OCD. He's, yeah he's he, yeah it definitely has ocd and like it's it's just weird sort of like it's he's like a bad guy but you understand why he does the things that he does you know what i mean he's like relatable yeah and then there's another personality which is like a a proper british woman but she's like a real bitch (laughs) but they're all it's all mcavoy it's so weird to see him like hop back and forth between the characters that's cool so yeah it is absolutely worth a watch Hmm. um and and there isn't really a twist at the end that most Shyamalan movies have. Yeah. There, there is a nice, like, treat at the end that you're like, oh, my God. I was clapping in the movie theater at the very end. I was like, that's amazing. I, and I'm not going to spoil it for anybody if you haven't seen it. But um, it's it definitely worth watching. And if you like Shyamalan's earlier movies... This is back to his true form. And I think I'm actually, I want to go back and watch that one where it was kids visiting their grandparents, but their grandparents are like evil or something. Oh yeah. I need to see that. I've been told that's really quite funny. Yeah. And cause so. everybody who knows me knows that I love, I love twisted movies. So uh, yeah. Yeah. I like stuff like that. So I'll be more than willing to give that a watch. Yeah, I'm gonna try to. I'm, I'm gonna find that one. I'll I'll see what it's like because I really like this one, and I heard that one's pretty good as well. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's split. I'd say go go watch it. I think uh, I did a whole write up on the um, UHM main page. I put a review up there. I think I gave it an eight. So okay, cool. Definitely check it out. Um, what was what was the other one you wanted to talk about? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, it's funny, really, because it's. Uh... And it just recently came out, and that was Underworld Blood Wars. And oh, Underworld Part 12. Yeah, number five. <laughs> 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 now, it was, it's funny, really, because, I mean, all the, all, the, all the Underworld movies have been full of action, not much story. This is pretty much the same, mm-hmm. but it's Kate Beckinsale. Oh, she's back in this one. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I thought they got, I, I, I thought they got rid of her. No, Didn't they replace no, her with somebody? No, 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 no. 
basically you um no there was there was one that didn't have kate yeah that was that was um rise of the lichens because that was set well yeah that was set um medieval times that had uh, michael sheen in it and uh rona mitra who was in um doomsday she played the chick oh okay she played the chick with one eye um, yeah in that and uh yeah it's um yeah i mean kate beckinsale she's been in all of the underworld films apart from rise of the lichens but um this sees the return of theo james also has got tobias menzies who you may know him as one of the stark brothers or the uncle from game of thrones Oh yeah, yeah. He's he's a yeah. He's, yeah, he's the uncle on the other side of the wall. That's the one. Yeah, he's in it. He plays Marius, the head werewolf. Um, you've also Charles Dance is back in this one as well, which is always good. And you can never have enough Charles Dance. Well, no, he's awesome. He's just a fucking brilliant actor. But yeah. um, it's uh, it's <laughs> right. It's basically the film itself. There's not much in the way of um, story. It's basically Selene fights to end the eternal war between the Lycan clan and the vampire faction. She has been betrayed by the vampires. So basically, the vampires are out to kill Selene, and the werewolves are out to kill all the vampires anyway. <clears throat> so essentially... This sounds like the exact same plot as part one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um well, no, in, in, in the first film, she was like obviously the deaf dealer who wrote Killer the Werewolves. Right. But um, it was like, it was the end of the first film when she kills um, Bill Nye's character. Mm-hmm. Um, because they obviously, the whole abomination thing of like half werewolf, half vampire um, creation they think is totally wrong shouldn't be allowed etc etc so they'll just kill anybody who gets in the way and um obviously you've got the second one which is pretty much the same thing uh (laughs) vampires wake up they're like no you must die you're bad vampire blah 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 all that kind of shit um and then obviously rise of the lichens was the third movie which had nothing to do with the current storyline of the underworld films then you had Underworld Awakening, which is... Yeah, don't know that one. Yeah, that's the last film that came out, where basically it's the first film you discover that Selene has been put in cryogenic stasis, and unbeknownst to her, the vampire that she is, is pregnant. So she gives birth to a hybrid vampire, werewolf child who also turns out to be fucking hardcore and it's pretty brutal as well. So this one, um, to cut a long story short, is basically Selene fighting a group of vampires. She's been um, basically banished from her vampire coven. And then Mm -hmm. the vampire council decide to get her back in because the werewolves have basically been taking out more vampires than has been possible so they get Selene back in to train up a load of death dealers which are obviously the vampire assassins and she basically comes back in she then gets betrayed 
by one of the um, vampire council and she ends up escaping and going forth and she goes north to this like vampire castle that um where they like all believe in peace and serenity and then Selene turns up and a fuckload of werewolves turn up and start trashing the place um and she essentially ends up not getting killed but she how i would describe it she gets put into torpor she gets shot to the point where she can't heal herself properly so she gets put into stasis yet again and oh, Jesus. That, yeah and then um the one vampire who's on her side he goes off and does his little mission and then the werewolves basically are looking to attack and wipe out the entire vampire race and then the twist of it all because this vamp this werewolf marius is like this super uber fucking werewolf and they're trying to work out where he gets his powers from and and how he's become so powerful <clears throat> and uh, basically you get to that twist and then you get to the end of the film and it leaves it open for a sick movie and there is going to be another movie because it's already been confirmed oh god yeah so um and kate beckinsale is going to be back in that one but in my opinion i quite like the underworld movies um and i like this one more because it was more violent than the previous ones and I'm surprised it got a 15 certificate in the UK because it is so violent. Um, but some of the scenes in it are pretty brutal and I really enjoy, enjoyed it. And it's got Kate Beckinsale. How many more times can I say it's got Kate Beckinsale in it? <laughs> um, and the fact that Kate Beckinsale wears that fucking PVC outfit so well. And she looks so amazing in it. She really does. An interesting piece of trivia. She's a year younger than me. Wow. Yeah. And you're an old fuck. Hey, I'm 42, motherfucker. Don't give me that shit. <laughs> you're not far off it either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, my but, God. Yeah, Kate Beckinsale. She is, well, it's a good thing you can't see me on cam because basically it's like, Hands, Kate Beckinsale, PBC. Oh, good lord! <laughs> <laughs> but Shane, we you're, we have impressionable listeners. We can't be <laughs> doing explicit things on this show. Explicit, my ass. <laughs> uh, I never got into these movies. I saw the first one. I think I saw the second one. Maybe it was a Resident Evil movie. I don't know. Yeah, they can be confusing. Yeah. Um, uh, I I can't believe they're making more of these. Is is really what I'm what I'm getting at? Apparently, the next film will be the final film. Um, because obviously Kate Beckinsale is getting on, bless her, and um, I don't think she'll be able to wear that PVC outfit for much longer. In have they have they incorporated Frankenstein's monster at all? No. Well, that's their mistake. That's what they got to bring up. Well, they've got to bring something interesting up because I don't know what they're going to do with the next movie. Because although this one, because for me, the vampire bad or the werewolf bad guy wasn't overly impressive. His transformation was okay. You know, it was 
It's like, yeah, he's a big motherfucking werewolf. You know, he's a big fucker. And um, he lays waste to several vampires in quite a spectacular fashion. But I was just, I was just quite enamoured by how Kate Beckinsale's character, Selene, becomes more violent. And, you know, she's pretty brutal in some of her kills, which I thought was yeah. really impressive. And that's what I liked about it, because, I mean, I love my vampire movies. I always have done, ever since I was a little kid. And over the years, some vampire movies have become quite shit in their stylization of them. I mean, you get your Euro trash vampires like Interview with a Vampire and stuff like that. And you think, yeah, all right, all a bit fucking namby pamby Euro trash. Oh, look at me. I'm so, I'm so flamboyant and all this kind of shit. But what I really want to see is violent vampires. And, um, you know, that's this brought it brought it along nicely, you know. Yeah. Um, mm. Are the vampire? are they still sucking blood? Are they hunting humans? Is any of that involved? Um, or are they just going back and forth fighting werewolves? Well, basically, you don't really see them killing any any humans in this. Um, but you just see them, like, tearing werewolf ass. Like, in quite a spectacular fashion. They do go out. They do go all out on the vampire, on the werewolf carnage. So it's it's not a bad not a bad movie actually all told I don't know Shane I'm, you're not selling me on this one I will scream you I... then you hit me <laughs> <laughs> I think I might have to pass on it well uh, I, mean, I, I don't know these these movies never do it for me yeah. I mean I'll be the first to admit that I watch a lot of schlocky action and and you know dumb movies I love superhero movies I'll watch any superhero movie. And there are some that are not very far off from this, but I got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah, it's a bit like me drawing the line at several of the, several of the films that you've sent me in the past. <laughs> you know, I'm still I'm still gonna send you um, that hell the Hellraiser movies. I gotta get them. You better fucking not, because you'll get them back. <laughs> you'll get them. You'll no. get a return to send on that fucker. I'll tell you now, mate. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, you didn't watch the one. Um, revelations, right? Oh, I can't even remember the last. Fr- yeah, I think that was. I think that was like part eleven or twelve. <laughs> really? I can't even remember it, the last. last it, was, it was. It was so bad. I, I want to send it to you. Just, I, I, I almost want to see your reaction to it. Like, it, you don't even have to show the movie. Just show you like a recording of yourself watching the movie, because you're just gonna be blown away by how awful it is. Yeah, but the thing is, you did that last time, and you like you when you sent me that film Evil. You know, this <laughs> Ryan, I love you, dude. You're a great friend, but when you send me movies like that, it makes me want to hate you. <laughs> it's just like, no, no, please, no, no, don't, no more, no more. <laughs> see, I I see it as a way of expanding your cinematic palette. Like you, what do you know what a bad movie is if you don't watch a bad movie every now and then? It's kind of like how bad, how bad can a movie get? Maybe we should go deeper. It's kind of like watching a porn movie. There's a plot to this. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I rest oh my, my case. God. <laughs> no, I, I to this day I still haven't finished Evil. Yeah, well, so. I, well, put it this way: the copy that you sent me has disappeared from my collection. 
What was that other movie you admitted to buying and returning? I think you said it online this week. Oh, Christ. There was Creepshow 3. Uh, yeah. The Fog. <laughs> Creepshow uh, 3. Yeah. That uh, sucks. Yeah. The Fog. And, oh, shit. Yeah, I did mention it, didn't I? Um, the other day. Oh, oh, oh it, uh, it was Smiley. That's it. Yeah, Smiley. Oh, my Fucking God. That awful movie. film. Fucking awful. Sucks. Do you know what? The trailer was so cool. It was so fucking cool. It had so much hope for it. And I can remember watching I don't, the trailer. I don't remember the trailer at all. I remember watching the trailer and thinking, my God, I need to see this movie. This looks so fucking good. And then, because it was like put back like time and time again, it should have been released like five years ago. And it was only oh my God. two years ago when it got released. And I remember buying it and I thought to myself, yes, I can't wait to get home and watch this. Put it on, watched it. And at the end of the movie, I think I posted something along the lines of, well, I'm never getting those fucking 90 minutes back. And yep. I just sat there and I was like, I cannot believe people actually like this movie. Oh, that one blows my mind. I know. It's... There were people responding to that saying, oh, I love this movie. I'm like, what? I'm not... I, I watched that. I think it's saw it on Netflix or on um, Amazon Prime or something. Well, it was on fucking, I'm, I'm... it was on the horror channel the other night. Oh, God. Admittedly, it was like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I thought, yeah, it's the perfect time to put that on because no one will watch it. Um, But it was just, oh, man, that movie's just so fucking bad. Yeah, It's so bad. And if any of the people who are in that movie or wrote or directed that movie are uh, listening to this, you fucking suck, man. You really do. (laughs) It's like you fucking think of something better to create instead of some shitty fucking slasher movie because that film sucked (laughs) you know just uh, michael michael j gallagher that's your buddy oh really he's the director i might have to email him if you can find me his email i'll be more than happy to fucking have a few words with him (laughs) (laughs) but yeah wow yeah I, i fucking hated that movie so much it was just Yes. Bad. Yes, that sucked. Yes. So, um, so yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> uh, last night, I also watched, um, for the first time, I've been meaning to see it forever, and I just haven't gotten around to it, but I watched Don't Breathe yeah. from uh, from last year. Um, that movie was fucking great. It is good uh, film, isn't it? Yeah, d- directed by the same uh, Fede Alvarez from uh, the Evil Dead remake. Yeah. So, um, so you know, this guy's got some serious horror chops now. I, yes. Like I, like I mentioned earlier about the, um, <clears throat> the girl from the witch, be, you know, she's going to be a next scream queen. Yeah. Fede's got to be a, a next top horror director. He's, he's hitting them out of the park. I mean, See, I mean, the thing is, don't breathe had Jane Levy in it. who was also in the remake of the evil dead. Yes. So yes. it was like, I was really pleasantly surprised to see her in this. But yeah. Now, now does uh, the does the director secretly hate this girl because of what he puts her through in every movie? <laughs> I don't know, but he, he, I'll tell you who he puts me in the mind of for like, um, like making people earn their craft. That's yeah. James Cameron because James Cameron does exactly the same thing. He really makes people earn their work. I mean, he puts them through the fucking mill. I mean, look at. I mean, you only have to look at some of his work. I mean, looking at Aliens and The Abyss as well, because I think yep. Ed Harris has gone on record and said he would never work with James Cameron again after what he put him through <laughs> on that film. 
Well, he made him like drown essentially. Yeah, he did. The uh, that that liquid oxygen stuff they were using in that movie, I, I believe that's real. Yeah, it is. But it was just the way he put what he put him through in that film was just fucking shocking. It really was. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, don't breathe. Um. So uh, a lot of people have seen this, but the basic premise is, um, there's a group of three people. They're they're robbers essentially. They break into people's homes. They steal all kinds of stuff, and then they sell it for okay. money. Um, and they do this because one of the kids is a his his father works for a security company, so he gets all the gadgets and the and the security codes to to just open the door and get into the house. Yeah, they go in, they steal the house, they wreck or they steal the stuff from the house, they wreck it, and then they leave. So he finds out about this this one guy in a shitty section of town in an old beaten up house that has a, a ton of cash, and they're gonna go rob him of his money. He got from a settlement because his daughter was hit by a car. Yeah. And uh, they sued the driver or whatever. And so he got all this money, but he doesn't spend it on anything. He just has it in the house. Yeah. So <clears throat> they break into the house. It turns out the guy's blind, can't see. But it also turns out he's like a psychotic monster. Yeah. And uh, as soon as they get into the house and he hears them, um, everything goes to hell. He, he starts killing them off. He's beating the shit out of everybody, chasing him through the house. And um, it, it's really a cat and mouse game where, you know, he knows his house so well. At one point, he turns off the power to the house and everything's pitch black. Yeah. And um, they do an interesting trick where the movie is set, essentially turns into black and white almost at that point. Yes. For a while, when when it's supposed to be pitch black, obviously us, the viewer, has to be able to see something. Mm. Otherwise, what are we doing in a, you know, sitting down watching a movie? So they sort of switch it to black and white and the actors or pupils are all huge and, you know, the blind guy is essentially just hunting them through this basement area. It's really cool. Yeah. Really interesting. And, um, again, the guy that plays the blind guy, I mean, this dude, he's like jacked. He's like Hugh Jackman. Like, just completely ripped old man he looks like the kind of guy that could choke you out and break your neck with one hand. Yes, yeah, um, Stephen Lang, isn't it? Um, yeah. Because I think he was in Avatar as well. Ow, oh, Avatar. Uh, he, oh, the James Cameron one, huh? Yeah, he played. Um, he played the commando, the commander mm -hmm. in that. Who was intent on destroying everything in his path? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, so he's really good in this. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have a lot, um, there's almost, once they get into the house, there's almost no dialogue. Like, yeah. it's like the end of the dialogue in the movie. People just stop talking because they don't want to make a sound, they don't want the blind guy to hear him, and the blind guy barely says anything. Mm. Uh, he's got, he's got a few lines towards the end of the movie where he explains why he does the things that he does, he does. Yeah. And like, you know, the, the whole situation that's going on in his house. But um, for the most part, there's not a lot going on in terms of story and plot. It's mostly just um, the people running for their lives or, or like, you know, hiding and trying to find a way to get out of the house that he has them locked in. in. And, um, you know, there's there's some there's some great um, segments of the movie. Uh, I like the part where the girl had to go into the into the trunk 
yeah to uh to to avoid the dog from getting her um that's it's sort of a throw a throwback to it earlier in the movie where she talks about like being locked in a trunk yeah <laughs> so you can see when she goes to go back there she's like uh, i don't want to do this but i have to yeah um and probably one of the grossest things i've seen in a movie <laughs> is the part where he gets that turkey baster oh yeah yeah <laughs> So even I sat there and I was like, ew, ew. <laughs> yeah, I was, just, I was like, they, oh, man. When they show the contents and there's like little bits of hair in it, you're yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's going to be one hairy child. <laughs> oh, good God. It's like, oh. Yeah. oh, man. Yeah, that's, that skeeved me out. Yeah. Oh I th- God. I think because I mean, for me, that the scene that you're talking about, that put a whole new perspective on the film for me. And yeah. The guy in the house. I'm just like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. And you know, in a serious turn, I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? Why is he doing this? You know. And it's like, it's to me, that's like abhorrently wrong what yeah. he's doing you know i just thought to myself at that point he deserves everything he fucking gets because what he did was wrong but yeah you know it was just watching that film it was surprised it surprised me how good it was written you know in everything you describe you know the photography of it and the twists in it because i mean there was a good couple of twists in there that you didn't see coming and, yeah. You know, I I was really I was really impressed with this film. It's it it surprised me pleasantly surprised. And there's not many films that do that. I think I should basically go out of my way to avoid any kind of spiel about movies just so I can enjoy them a bit more. Because yeah. sometimes I get caught up in it and I'm like, oh yeah, I get caught up in the hype. Um, but then it was just fucking. It really really did surprise me how good that film was. I might have to watch it again. Yeah. I'd be interested to watch it again now, knowing, um, you know, his actions and stuff. I mm. there there were things I saw online of people being like, "Oh, if you look through the house, um, you see some like there's like part on the wall you can see where there used to be crucifixes around the house yes. and stuff." Yes. And then he and then he goes into the spiel towards the end of the movie where he's like. Uh, once a man gives up God, he's capable of anything or, so, yeah. or something like that, something along those lines. Yeah. So it's like, oh, you know, if you picked up on that earlier in the movie, you can see that that sort of fills into his character's background. Mm. Um, stuff like that I always like, little little hints put in through movies. Yeah. But the uh, I only had one problem. No, I won't say a problem. I just didn't really understand it or see that it was a positive. At the... Um, and this is kind of a spoiler, so if you, yeah. if you, it's like a minor spoiler, but if you don't want a spoiler, then, you know, s- skip the next couple of minutes. Um, but at the end of the movie, we, we see the daughter of um, the main character, uh, of Jane Levy's character, mm-hmm. is with her. I don't understand. No, it's her sister. Oh, it's her sister. Yes. It's her little oh. sister. Okay, that makes a lot more sense because I'm like, what? 
where did this come from? I don't get it, yeah. but that makes so much more sense. I no, guess I'm just an idiot and I wasn't it, paying attention. Because right, near the beginning of the film, she makes a point of saying she wants to get out of town. She wants to take her and her sister out of town. To get right, why does she said she wanted to go to California? Yeah, because she wants to get away from her mother. Okay, right. Yeah, so it's her little sister, and yep. she's in the airport watching the TV. Okay, see, I thought it yeah. was her daughter, no. and I was like, well, he she never even mentioned that, like that never came up in the movie. So I I had no idea what was going on there. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yes. Then. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's <laughs> who the fuck is this chick? Yeah, yeah, that's her little sister. Okay, good. Yeah, that bit I did get because I mean the way you described it is like, ew, how old was she when she gave birth? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I'm like, this girl's like five or six. How old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's right. Supposed to be. <clears throat> See, so this I'm just look because obviously I'm looking at IMDb because sometimes IMDb can be your friend, um, mm-hmm. but it's like. Um, Stephen Lang, he basically wore contact lenses throughout the film that greatly restricted his vision, um, particularly in low light. So basically all the scenes that you saw in the dark, all of the actors were wearing contact lenses that made them look like they had diluted pupils. Oh, okay. And um, Stephen Lang only has 13 lines of dialogue in the entire film, most of which happened at the end. And surprisingly... The film's budget was less than 10 million, but two months after it's released, it grossed over 140 million. Jesus. Yeah. So, um, oh, well, here we go. Going back to the turkey baster. Um, the hair accompanying the contents of the turkey baster was director Alvera's idea. He said he cut it from the assistant <laughs> director's head, planted it there, and felt it added to the realism. <laughs> oh, it was it, it was from his head? Sure it was. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> Everybody knows that looked like pubes. <laughs> oh my god. Unless that guy's got some real curly hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's just... Yeah. Oh, that's just wrong, but yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was the skeeviest part of that movie, without a doubt. Yeah, I've got to admit um that was kind of like gross <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, but that that's brilliant showing the close-up of that because you know you can sort of you can sort of understand what it is but when they show it being sucked up the turkey baster yeah. you're like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now i'm gonna now i'm gonna throw up and then shane's gonna start laughing yeah do it <laughs> 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 oh fuck man that's just that would make my absolutely make my day <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> well the next time I get sick I'll be sure to give you a call I'll let you listen yeah. in <laughs> record it I, you a- can record it post it on YouTube <laughs> we can replay it over Christmas <laughs> If anyone wants to send send Shane their videos of themselves throwing up, feel free. No, just the sound bites. It's the sound bites. Oh, just the sound. Yeah. I don't know why. Do you know what? I don't know why. It's just, it is weird. It is, I don't know where this stemmed from, why it happens, but people puking up creases me up so fucking much. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. 
Say so, yeah, that's about it. I think. What else? What else do we got, Shane? <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just. <laughs> I can't help it. It's just people puking up. Just creases me up. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I was so wrong. But then so am I. But um, yes. Yeah, but everybody knows that. Uh, no, I don't know. Um, can't think of anything else. Um, I'm looking forward to planning well i'm looking forward i have to say i'm kind of looking forward to the next podcast yeah i'm excited for the video game one it's it's gonna be really good well, and i think i think what i want to do actually we're gonna have to do that in like in batches like because there's so much we can go over in the video yeah. game topic oh yeah so i'd like to do this it'll be like the first episode of the video game yeah. you know the horror video game show and then we'll do another one um uh, as we talk about them, I'm sure, later on in the year. Yeah, that sounds like a plan to me. But what I'm really looking forward to, now I'll put this idea to you um, a few days back, is we're going to, I'm really looking forward to this one, is doing a podcast dedicated to the Cornetto Trilogy. Oh, yes. And They're that, your favourite. They are my favourite movies, and I'm really looking forward to that. That's going to be so much fun. It's going to be good. We're going to have to battle, battle it out in terms of which one is the best one. Right. It's going to be a, it's going to be a Royal Rumble. Uh, Royal Rumble. Be prepared for fucking all-out war. That's all I'm going to say on that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Yeah. That, that's all right. Well, awesome. that's pretty good. Yes. Lots of good stuff coming up this year. I'm sure we'll have more. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I know what we have. Yeah, we haven't suggested. You know, or we what's that? Because well, I did mention it the other day, but um, to you personally, but films that we're looking forward to that are coming out this year. <clears throat> I think we can. Um, I think we can go on safe assumption. Um, Alien Covenant is going to be the number. Oh yeah. One. For me, that's the number one movie I am looking forward to so much. And it's out in, ooh, let me see, we're towards end of February, so it's two months, two months away it comes out. So, wow. Yeah, it's come by really quick, and I am so looking forward to seeing that. I just want to see aliens tearing people apart again. I don't know <sighs> if I'd get your hopes up too high. Yeah, but I just want to, I just, it's Ridley Scott, you know, it's... I know he's had his hits and his misses over the years, but his alien, it's fucking Ridley Scott returning to the alien franchise and like actually, you know, just watching the trailer for that and seeing the, the face hugger. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I remember the first time I saw that trailer, I ended up watching it three times on a loop because mm-hmm. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I was just like, Oh my fucking God, it's a face hugger. And I got really excited. <laughs> I got really excited. And I was just like, I can't wait. I cannot wait for this. So it's going to be, I'm looking forward to that. Um, yeah, that, that's going to be really good. Yeah. Although I'm not going to lie, Shane, Spider-Man Homecoming comes out. And I am going to be watching that yeah. multiple times in theaters. I guarantee it. See, the thing is, I mean, I was never a big fan of the Spider-Man films. and Listen, it's got Marissa Tomei as Aunt May. The hottest Aunt May ever. Come on. Marissa Tomei. Yes. My cousin Vinny. Oh, my God. Really? Or uh, or the wrestler. She was the stripper and the wrestler. 
Really? Oh, yeah. She's Aunt May. Super hot. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I can't wait. It's going to be so good. But no, that looks pretty good. I, I, you know, I don't even know what else is coming out this year. There's like, a, there's so many movies that have been like announced and canceled. Like that Friday the 13th movie got canceled. Um, there's that Texas Chainsaw Massacre one that they made and has been being held, has been held off since October, I think. Um, usually that means it's a shit movie. So yeah. I'm not holding my breath on that one. It's probably going to be garbage. Um, um judging from there the hasn't been, well, judging from the last Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie they released, I'm not surprised really because that really uh, did fucking suck. Yeah, well, the Texas Chainsaw 3D or whatever it was called. Well, there was the one in the house, wasn't they, with the girl, he, the relative who gets left the house. Yeah, I think that's the one. Yeah. Isn't, it, it, isn't it just called Texas Chainsaw? Yeah, something like that. And I remember watching it because it's been on Horror Channel a few times. You know, yeah. you know, it's made it when it's on the UK Horror Channel. <laughs> uh, it's on at one o'clock in the morning, and you think, "Oh, that's going to suck." Let's watch it anyway, for out of morbid curiosity. And you do, yeah. and then watch it, and you're like, "That movie really sucked." So, um, yeah, I can uh, I can just uh, imagine how bad that film would actually be. Yeah, I'm I'm not holding out any hope for that. It's yeah. going to be garbage. Mm-hmm. Oh, but you know what though? This year, um, Thor Ragnarok comes out, and the only reason I'm excited for that is it's a it's a Taika Waititi movie. A what? Uh, the guy, the the dude that made. Uh, um, um, from the shadows, or, or uh, what we, what oh, we do in the what shadows? Oh, the shadows! Oh, yes, I forgot yeah. that he was doing that. Yeah. So that's got to be great. I mean, oh, come on. That's gonna have a lot of humor in it. You do. Yeah, that got me. That's... I I did not care about a third Thor movie coming out, but now I'm like, oh, I really want to see that now. <laughs> see, the thing is, because I think this one, um, Ragnarok, it's incorporating a lot of other characters in it, so um, which will lead up to the Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. Yep. So um, those movies I'm really looking forward to. Any Avengers oh, movies are going to be fucking awesome. Yeah. So because to me, Joss Whedon is God. Uh, Joss Whedon's not involved in uh, the next Avengers. What? What yep. sorcery is this? No, they gave the Avengers to um, uh, the Russo brothers who did the last two Captain Americas. Uh, so he's doing inf- or the two of them are doing Infinity War uh, okay just the, just the way it is uh, I don't you know what I don't know if he uh, if Joss Whedon got involved in uh, the writing of it or what I don't know hold on a minute I'm, I'm investigating this as we speak because <laughs> it's like alright oh, yeah alright fair enough Age of Ultron but there is on IMDb just announced untitled Just Whedon World War Two horror project. Ooh, yes, that sounds interesting. I'm just going to have a look at this because obviously it's just been announced. So, and this is the top of his IMDb page. So, we shall see. Is um, plot unknown? It is described as a horror slasher film set in World War Two. Whoa, a slasher movie. Yeah. See if any if you. That's cool. If you've seen Cabin in the Woods, you know what to expect. You know. I was thinking I was thinking something more along the lines of like the bunker or um or any of those other ghost movies yeah, that take place what, in, you know, in the see, war. With Joss Whedon, what I love about Joss Whedon, he does horror so well because he mixes so much comedy into it as well. 
I mean, for me, Cabin in the Woods is just, I thought it was an amazing film. I loved it. I thought it was really funny. It was gory as fucking places. And it was mixed so well. Plus, not only that, I mean, Joss Whedon was responsible for the TV series Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And um, he did the original script for the first film, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where it was cut so badly, only one line of dialogue from his from his script was remain, remained intact in it, apparently. I think I, I might have that confused with... Um, Something like, yeah, I got that confused because he did, he wrote the original treatment for the first X-Men film. Mm-hmm. And there was literally only one line of dialogue left from his script <laughs> in that movie. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, the first X-Men movie was David Hyder, I think. Yeah. I think he's the guy that ended up writing it. Yeah. So, um, according to this, I mean, it was updated. This was updated 22nd of October last year. So, um, obviously, no release date, no plot, but it's going to be Joss Whedon's directing it. He's also writing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's going to be cool as fuck. But, yeah, to me, Joss Whedon, he's just one of those typical um, writer-directors who, to me, everything he touches turns to gold, apart from the Alien Resurrection. <laughs> That turned to shit. Yes, it did. And it's all Joss Whedon's fault. Even I will go on on record and say that it was his fault. (laughs) But then also, if you've seen Serenity, you know how genius it is as well. So there we go. I'm going to get you more excited for uh, the Thor movie. Are you ready? Go on. So along with the normal Thor cast that are in the the other movies, you know, you've got uh, Tom Hiddleston and... um, uh, Chris Hemsworth, Idris Elba, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins. <clears throat> it's also got uh, Carl Urban, who is fucking awesome. Yes. Ray Stevenson, who is also fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Sam Neill. Oh. Jeff Goldblum. Oh. And uh, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be Dr. Strange. Oh, Koo Cumberbatch. He's back in there, is he? There you go. Oh, and it's got uh, Tessa Thompson. She's the girl from Creed. So I don't know if you've seen that. That was a really good movie, actually. I just watched that a few weeks ago. I've not seen Creed. Yeah, I'm a bit, I'm a huge Rocky fan, and yeah. uh, that movie fits in with the Rocky mythos so well. Excellent movie. Okay. But yeah. So, so this movie's shaping up to be awesome. I'm excited about Thor now. Okay. Yeah, that would uh, that sounds good. That does sound Jeff good. Jeff Goldblum, man. Do you not want to see Jeff Goldblum in a superhero movie? Actually, yes, I fucking do. <laughs> because he's that, he's listed here. He's listed here as Grandmaster, and I don't know what that is. Okay. But if it involves Jeff Goldblum wearing an absurd costume and like a helmet or something, <laughs> I can only hope. Like, I just... <laughs> Who's that man with a tit on his head? Oh, it's Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be oh, ep- that's gonna be fucking epic. That will be epic. <laughs> when's that come out oh it comes out in november ah. oh just in time for your birthday then yeah eons away shane yeah it's only nine months yeah yeah but... oh. all right ah. shane i think that's all i got for right now yeah um i think i'm gonna go stretch take a shower maybe throw up and send you the uh, recording of it yay but not you in the shower please just no that's... What if I throw up in the shower? 
Yeah, but it won't sound any different with all the running water, will it? You know, it's... <laughs> Dude, there's... Look, also, there's... it's got... Does it, does it have to be on pavement or, like, is a toilet okay? Like, what's hey, the deal with it? Toilet is fine. You know, street pizza, hilarious. You know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I have I have standards, you know. <laughs> Yeah, we see that. We all <laughs> see your standards now. Everyone knows. <laughs> How I lower my standards to the ground so I don't have to lower them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, all right, Shane. Well, oh. thanks for joining me on this impromptu podcast. Oh, you're I, think we, uh, I think it was entertaining enough. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed myself doing this one. That was fun. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, uh, if, everyone wants to, if anyone wants to catch us... Um, you can find us on Twitter and Facebook and all that. Yeah. Uh, you could write to the podcast itself if you write to uh, podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you could hit me on Twitter. I'm at Ryan Tudelo. Or on Facebook. Or on the you uh, the upcoming horror, mov- upcoming horror Movie Fans Facebook page, which may be getting a name change. I think um, Fright was looking to change that. Yeah, I think he said it. Uh, I did see something that he posted earlier that he's looking to change it, but a lot of people have been saying that it should just remain the night, remain the same. Yeah, so I don't know what he's gonna do. Yeah, you know him. He'll he'll, he'll figure something out. Yeah. Hopefully for the better. Yes. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with UHM. Far from it. But, you know, it's, oh, fuck's sake, poor choice of words. I'll just shut up now, shall I? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Hopefully for the better. <laughs> Creating more enemies, Shane. Hey, go me! <laughs> oh, fuck. Right. So what, what was your Twitter handle? I don't think you got it out. Oh, yeah, talking over you. Um, at Dead Cell Society. Um, yeah, it's, uh... <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I hope everybody has a great uh, weekend, week, whatever it is, and um, we'll see everybody next time. Bye for now. Bye-bye.